flight canceled? Because DC is so damn hot that our plane sank four inches into the pavement. Eventually, a larger, more powerful vehicle was brought in to tow the plane. And this time, it worked. The plane finally took off, three hours behind schedule. A spokesperson for the airline blamed the incident on very unusual temperatures. The temperatures in the summer of 2012 were indeed unusually hot, as they were the year before and the year after. And it's no mystery why this has been happening. The profligate burning of fossil fuels, the very thing that U.S. Airways was bound and determined to do, despite the inconvenience presented by a melting tarmac. This irony, the fact that the burning of fossil fuels is so radically changing our climate that it is getting in the way of our capacity to burn fossil fuels, did not stop the passengers of Flight 3935 from re-embarking and continuing their journeys. Nor was climate change mentioned in any of the major news coverage of the incident. I am in no position to judge these passengers. We are all, metaphorically, passengers on Flight 3935. Faced with a crisis that threatens our survival as a species, our entire culture is continuing to do the very thing that caused the crisis, only with an extra dose of elbow grease behind it. Like the airline bringing in a truck with a more powerful engine to tow that plane, we are upping the ante from conventional sources of fossil fuels to even dirtier and more dangerous versions. Bitumen from the Alberta tar sands, oil from deep water drilling, gas from hydraulic fracking, coal from detonated mountains, and so on. Meanwhile, each supercharged natural disaster produces new irony-laden snapshots of a climate increasingly inhospitable to the very industries most responsible for its warming. Like the 2013 historic floods in Calgary that forced the head offices of the oil companies mining the Alberta tar sands to go dark and send their employees home, while a train carrying flammable petroleum products teetered on the edge of a disintegrating rail bridge, or the drought that hit the Mississippi River one year earlier, pushing water levels so low that barges loaded with oil and coal were unable to move for days while they waited for the Army Corps of Engineers to dredge a channel. They had to appropriate funds allocated to rebuild from the previous year's historic flooding along the same waterway or the coal-fired power plants in other parts of the country that were temporarily shut down because the waterways that they draw on to cool their machinery were either too hot or too dry, or in some cases, both. Living with this kind of cognitive dissonance is simply part of being alive in this jarring moment in history, when a crisis we have been studiously ignoring is hitting us in the face, and yet we are doubling down on the stuff that is causing the crisis in the first place. I denied climate change for longer than I care to admit. I knew it was happening, sure, not like Donald Trump and the Tea Partiers going on about how the continued existence of winter proves it's all a hoax. But I stayed pretty hazy on the details and only skimmed most of the news stories, especially the really scary ones. I told myself the science was too complicated and that the environmentalists were dealing with it. And I continued to behave as if there was nothing wrong with the shiny card in my wallet 
attesting to my elite frequent flyer status. A great many of us engage in this kind of climate change denial. We look for a split second, and then we look away. Or we look, but then turn it into a joke. More signs of the apocalypse, which is another way of looking away. Or we look, but tell ourselves comforting stories about how humans are clever, and we'll come up with a technological miracle that will safely suck the carbon out of the skies, or magically turn down the heat of the sun. Which, I was to discover while researching this book, is yet another way of looking away. Or we look, but try to be hyper-rational about it. Dollar for dollar, it's more efficient to focus on economic development than climate change, since wealth is the best protection from weather extremes. As if having a few more dollars will make much difference when your city is underwater. Which is a way of looking away if you happen to be...